Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are, with me as your host, Sarah Poet. Now, if the word sacred is throwing you a little bit, that's okay. Have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went, wait, I left something of myself back there along the way? Well, if so, then you're already on a path of sacred remembering and you're actually in the right place. We know that modern women are rising, but we don't do it by fighting. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. And here in this space, we remember together through stories and tools and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Now let's begin. Today's guest, Amy Piper, is an absolute delight. Amy's passion is emotional freedom technique. She's a certified practitioner in Los Angeles, California. You can find her at tappingfortruth.com. She used to be a speech pathologist, and because of her own profound experience healing uh, a long-seated negative and limiting personal belief um, around a trauma in her life, when she healed that uh, with EFT in a very quick time after struggling with this belief pattern for a very long time, uh, Amy became a practitioner herself. So I love this conversation. Um, Amy says that joy is your birthright and you can just feel the joy really emanating from Amy. And um, we are going to cover topics such as what is EFT and tapping? Um, Why does it work? Uh, And then this episode is really wonderful for um, mothers of children of all ages. And Amy is going to highlight how EFT can actually work with kids, which I know from working with my own son with tapping that it's really, really profound. So I am really all about how do we clear trauma from our systems to really reveal more of the truth of who we are. And this episode um, on EFT, I'm so excited to bring this forward because EFT is one of the most accessible tools that um, we do have available. And it's certainly gaining credibility. It always worked, but we always, you know, feel better when it gains credibility in the scientific community. And that's happening as well. And so, um, you know, this is just, it's so available. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to introduce you to it if you're new to it or, um, you know, just bring you a really enjoyable episode with a really bright Amy Piper, if you already know about EFT and want to explore more. We're so glad you're here. We're going to go live in the Sacred Remembering Facebook group when this episode goes live so that you can get a visual and an experience of the tapping technique as well. So we'll see you there. Thank you for being here. And thank you, Amy. And 
And super quickly, I want to tell you about Structure and Flow. It is a planner system that I am releasing this October. Why am I releasing a planner system in October? Well, Structure and Flow is not a 12-month planner. It is a three-month planner, and it is designed to recalibrate your relationship with time and energy and resources in the lens of feminine and masculine moving you very naturally more toward union. And we know that this is the time for that. So if you structure, if you struggle, excuse me, with either structure or flow in any way. If you're super rigid with the structure, or you struggle to find structure, or you crave deep rest and feminine flow, um, or you, you know, (laughs) have trouble um, getting out of the flow, (laughs) because you're, you know, in that feminine most of the time and, and struggle to know what to do with your time to bring your manifestations and desires through this program is for you. So I'm really excited. We're going to um, be traveling with this 12 week experience in a group coaching program. So when you listen to this, go ahead over to sarahpoet.com and there is a structure and flow page. And then that will take you to all of the information and to the sign up. The cart is going to be open October 7th through the 15th to a limited number of women, because I only have so many of these books printed. And I really look forward to traveling in to 2021 with this group of women as it is forming. Um, You know, we know that this is a time to align to the sacred truth of who we are. We know that the answers are going to come from our own alignment to self and to source. And so this program is exactly you know, well prepared to support you in that. And this time of the year, (laughs) even though all of these wild things are going on in the world, it's honestly, it couldn't be a better time to really sink in and um, align to your truth. And doing that through the structure and flow system is just really, really natural. You you show up, you do the daily pages, you do the weekly routine, and life changes. Okay, so it's a really beautiful tool. And head on over to sarahpoet.com to read more and to sign up. Hi, Amy, welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Hello, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure to meet you and already feel your enthusiasm for EFT, emotional freedom technique, which I just personally love. EFT is so dear to me and we haven't talked about it yet on the podcast. So I'm so excited. Yeah, um, you've heard of it. That's great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I use it uh, a lot, which, you know, maybe I'll just chime in with some experience as we go here, but I would love to get to know you a little bit better and introduce you to guests. So if you would tell us, um, you know, a little bit more about EFT and how you use it in your business. 
Yes. Well, I, I am here in Los Angeles. I do work with people um, in one-on-one sessions, uh, both in person and well now over Zoom, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, about a year ago, I also became certified to train others in EFT, which I really love as well. So, um, I mean, it's open to anyone. I get just regular folks who want to learn it for themselves or to use with their children. And then um, I also get, you know, nurses, therapists, um, counselors, life coaches, anybody that wants to use this as kind of one of the tools in their tool belt. So it's really wonderful. So I I enjoy both the training and then, of course, my one-on-one clients. Um, It's just just a wonderful tool to share with people that... um, what I really love about it is we, we always say we're co-practitioners. Your client is your co-practitioner. So you're really giving them the tools so they can go do this on their own, ultimately. Right. So you're really teaching someone how to do the technique because truly it's not difficult to learn. Like EFT is exactly. so available Um, so I really love that you're teaching it and I love that we're having this conversation today to really get the information out there to more people because it is something that's really available. Exactly. Yeah. I think that that's why I, I love it. And I mean, I, I use other tools as well, but that's my main, uh, thing that I use in my life. Um, and it really is amazing to work with a practitioner. I mean, it's, there's nothing like it. I, I still work with a colleague of mine when I need to work on something, but mm-hmm. um, we are giving, giving the client, the person tools so they, they can do it on their own. You know, they're in the car and they're having a panic attack. What are they going to do? You can sit and do this for a few minutes. Um, yeah. So I think that that's what I love. We're not, we're not creating any dependence on the practitioner. We're actually saying, okay, here's the tools you know, and it's great to work on a specific issue with a practitioner, but ultimately we're giving you something you can do on your own, um, anywhere, anytime, you know, you can run to the bathroom at work and do it. It's, it's a really, it's an anywhere tool. So yeah. 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 I mean, I love, I wouldn't go deeper into like what it is, but I really love what you're saying about, you know, sure, you can do things on your own and it's wonderful to have a practitioner. And I feel like that's true of a lot of things. I mean, I walk people through like inner parts work, but I still go to my own Hakomi therapist to do my parts work because it's so (laughs) wonderful to have somebody hold space for you. I mean, we're not like, you know, we don't have to go it alone anymore. Um, you know, and, and I really want to get that message to women too. So EFT to me is something that's available and effective, but in working with a practitioner like you, you know, I think the practitioner can see things that you yourself can't see and then like walk you through with a, a script that's more effective and, and exactly. you're not alone. Yeah. 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 I think that when you have a practitioner, they kind of can go after the things that maybe you're not, and I'm speaking for myself as well, that you don't want to look at, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And so all of a sudden you're like, whoa, when you hear something reflected back to you, yeah, 
it's like, okay, I got it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like you need that other mirror to like see the blind spot because sometimes the subconscious is like, look at me doing the personal work, but really, you know, something like massive is still hiding. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's that subconscious mind is always ready to, yeah, to try to bury things. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for someone who's never heard of emotional freedom technique or tapping or EFT, um, you know, we're on a podcast, so we can't show them, but how would you describe what it is? Yes. Well, I'd like to, to put it simply, this is kind of my, when I have to do an elevator pitch, I always explain it as it's bringing Chinese acupressure and modern psychology together. So we often refer to it as emotional acupuncture. Mm. You'll hear that term a lot describing EFT because you're combining, you know, gentle tapping on these key acupuncture points, acupressure points, while you're focusing your thoughts on the issue. Um, And just to name a few, it could be anything from physical pain, um, you know, an unhappy memory, an uncomfortable emotion, um, a traumatic memory. That's a big, I get a lot of um, people that have experienced trauma Mm -hmm. Um, and then fears and phobias. So you're kind of like cleaning out the wound, right? When you're Mm -hmm. tapping on these issues, you're kind of honing in and, but you're doing it while you're tapping on these points. So, and you're doing it along with the practitioner. Mm Mm-hmm. And so as these emotions come up, as a memory, whatever the feeling is, you're discharging it quickly through, because you are tapping simultaneously. Right. Yeah. And you're probably using deep breaths and like the, the energy. Yeah. Like it can come up in the form of an emotion, you know, as I'm going through the tapping sequence, I'll often, um, you know, an emotional come up or maybe I'll even cry, but not really have a a why, so to say, but it's just, you know, there's a release and I know to just let that happen. And then um, as someone who's really energetically sensitive and can tell when the energy is moving, you know, I'll just like take a deep breath and let it move. And then I'm almost like giving gratitude that that happened and, you know, just working through the sequence of it. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that it's, we always are taught that. So when someone is tapping, yes, emotion, they can cry. We'll see a lot of laughing. Actually, I have clients will start laughing. Um, a lot of yawning, you know, I'll have, and so you're, you're getting a shift. Um, I think that, you know, it's working on a, you know, a physical level and, Mm -hmm. and, but then also on the energetic level. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, so you're kind of, people get a little nervous. I can talk about this later too, but I always like to say up front that EFT focuses on the negative initially. So, you, you know, you're mm-hmm. saying things like, um, let's say it was on um, something easy. Like maybe I would do physical pain, like a migraine. Uh, oh my gosh, this horrible headache, the splitting headache. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're saying these negative things and a lot of people say, Oh no, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything negative. But the thing is, is we're addressing what's in the subconscious mind. 
So that's why you're doing the negative first. So there's a script, you're, you go through these tapping points and the tapping points are the same sequence every time. And so you, you always start like with the negative script, this horrible migraine. Oh, this horrible migraine. And so what you're doing there, you're saying is enacting the subconscious and bringing forward almost looking at what doesn't want to be looked at. I mean, is that, is that how you would say it? Yes. I always, I just always say we addressing, we're addressing things that are being held beneath the surface mm-hmm. and, and we're really talking to the subconscious mind. Um, and by speaking the negative, we're not anchoring them in our bodies and minds. Mm-hmm. I always want to really keep that up front with people. We're not anchoring them. We're actually acknowledging them. Just acknowledging. So I love that word. Really, yeah. Yeah. Acknowledge it. And then it'll release And it kind of just smooths out that energetic disruption between your thoughts and memories um, or, you know, an emotional reaction. Um, Let's say uh, another thing I get a lot is um, weight loss. You know, someone will say, listen, I just can't lose the weight. Mm -hmm. So we would start by really just just doing that, saying, God, I just cannot seem to lose this weight. Mm -hmm. All the extra weight. I've been overweight for years. mm -hmm. and And so I think that, um, and usually people get into it right away, but just, you know, at first, I think that we're taught for so many years. I know when I was little to say affirmations, you know, oh, say positive affirmations, say positive. And so people are afraid sometimes to say the negative, but it's like, it's actually there in your subconscious yeah. and, and, and we want to clean it out. So then when you do say a positive affirmation, like, I can lose this weight. You actually believe it. And the right. affirmation sticks. It, it, I like to hit that home to people. Affirmations don't work until you clean out the negative belief, right? Then right. all day long, you can look at affirmations and they, and they will resonate. Right. And you don't clean out the negative belief by denying the negative. (laughs) I wish, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's not happening over there. No, you have to say, oh, all this extra weight or, you know, all all this discomfort or all this shame or, you know, like whatever the, you know, the thing is Um, and like look at it. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you just said shame. That's a a really, really big one that is around a lot of different things and mm-hmm. underlying a lot. And it's like that one has to get named and called out, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I named that one because I just tapped on shame this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper for anyone who, um, so I do this, but I don't actually know like, how it works. So you're talking about the acupressure. So there's meridians, I would imagine, and you're tapping on the meridians. Exactly. I mean, do you want to say anything else about the how? I do. I do yeah. Cause I'm kind of like a science nerd in that, you know, I believe in all the <laughs> other stuff too, and the spiritual side of things and energetics, but I love also the scientific thing, um, part of EFT. And I think it really appeals to people that maybe feel like, oh, this might be a little woo-woo for me. It's yeah. like, oh, actually, it's pretty scientific. And right. it, it really is getting out there. Um, a couple of years ago, it was actually featured on the Today Show. And I think it, that made it feel like, okay, mm. I can, I can, mm-hmm. this, is, this is reaching out. Um, so anyway, to talk about the science, 
it really, what's amazing about it is it hacks into the limbic brain. So we're really looking at that part of the brain that controls stress. Mm -hmm. And the amygdala is in the limbic brain. So the limbic brain is is the nonverbal part of our brain. So where, you know, emotions are stored, um, memories, things like that. Fight or flight is stored there. So the, you know, our stress response. So we're, the reason we tap is we want to access that part of the brain that isn't accessible through spoken language. So you'll have people that maybe had done talk therapy for many years for, let's say, something like PTSD yeah. or any kind of trauma. And they'll say, gosh, you know, I talked it out. I, I, I know rationally why I had this reaction. And blah, blah. cognitively, they understand it but they can't let go of, let's say, panic attacks. That's I get that a lot. Well, it's because this nonverbal part of your brain is still holding that fight or flight response, you know, um, and kind of that rush and that um, the, the, the fight or flight response. And so tapping has a direct effect on that and kind of taking down the cortisol levels, mm. even in cortisol, I'm sorry if I just say that, but it's you know, the stress hormone mm. and it begins to bring it down just within five minutes of tapping. Yeah. Amazing. So that's why I really, I think it just, I love the direct effect it has on that part of the brain that, that can't be necessarily rationalized with, right? It's this, mm-hmm. that, that limbic brain, the emotional brain that just doesn't register spoken language. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like to, um, this is a tool. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing you just said made me think of a question that I always have about EFT for myself. Do you have to say the things out loud? Is it part of the resonance? Yeah, or? It is. Okay. Um, I've, they really kind of try to hit that home that you should be saying it out loud, even if you're like alone in your house, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I've wondered. You, you want the, 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 the brain, the, everything to hear it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is something that I tell people, you know, even if they have to, they're in the stairwell at work, they can whisper, but you, you have to hear. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's, a, it's, it's not about the voice resonance, but it's about the hearing also. Right. Like yeah. hearing okay. it while you're tapping. So mm-hmm. you're working on, on, you know, the neocortex, the newer part of the brain, mm-hmm. but also while tapping, working on the limbic brain. So you're kind of getting in at both angles. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like not deep enough to just think it. Yeah. Yeah. So so I always tell people, okay, well, you know, when they can't rationalize themselves out of something, it's like, why not try this? Um, Because what's happening is if you've had a fight or flight response, so you've had some kind of trauma or something that put you into that, your body remembers that. And -hmm. it's actually keeping you, I don't know if you met people like that, but they're almost in fight or flight all the time. Oh, I used to be that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> no, yeah. No, we, my mentor calls it, you're marinating in cortisol all the time. Well, I think I just want to really normalize how common that is. One of my mentors in mindfulness when I was in education, Chris McKenna, he said at one point, he said, um, the set point for the modern 
nervous system is somewhere near fight or flight. And I was like, boom. I mean, wow. So yeah. You know, because Mm -hmm. it really is. And I was working in schools and I mean, children couldn't calm down, couldn't self-regulate because we really are like on go, on overdrive kind of all the time uh, in the modern world. So anyone listening, I really want to normalize that uh, that's most of us, (laughs) you know, unless you are really attuned and conscious to bringing yourself down into a state of, of regulation and down regulating. Um, you know, if you are just kind of like riding the waves of modern life, you are operating in fight or or flight. I think. And you just said the perfect word down regulate. So when we tap, I tell people this, we're down regulating the amygdala. Mm -hmm. So we're getting it in the state of, um, calm. And that's, that's the whole point of tapping because, when you think about fight or flight, I mean, it did serve a purpose. I just like to say we do need it sometimes. We need it to run away. You know, like they say, you know, years, millions of years ago when we had to run away from the tiger, you know, we did, we do need that response. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if we're constantly in it, it actually pulls away from things like your immune system, your mm-hmm. digestion, mm-hmm. your frontal lobe, you know, your ability to think clearly. Your creativity. So, Oh, creativity. Yeah, all that. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you'll see people, it's really beautiful to watch as they begin to tap, you know, their body relaxes, and they can actually see, you know, another side to something, whether whatever they're struggling with. And it's because the body relaxed enough that they're able to kind of get that insight. So it's really beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today was tapping with children because, yes. so I have an 11 year old son and oh, we tap together and, um, you know, we'll go through the script and usually I'll, I'll make up the script as we're going and he'll repeat and he'll repeat in funny accents or like a British accent or something like he just has a lot of fun with it kind of mocking mom, but also knowing that he feels a lot better if he does it, you know, and um, (laughs) by the end, I mean, usually with him, there is such a night and day turnaround. It's like, you can see it. I'm speculating that you can see the effect in children almost more easily. Do you find that to be true? I do. I'm so glad you brought this up. Um, I hadn't like initially really thought about working with kids. I just was so geared towards adults Mm -hmm. and I had the opportunity some, you know, just friends of mine called me up and said, Hey, can you work with, it was an 11 year old was one of them. And then the other one was like 15 and I loved it so much. And it's because, yes, they drop things so quickly because mm-hmm. they haven't held on to it as long as someone right. who's like my age. <laughs> right? I won't say my age, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's so much fun. My, my mentor jokes that it's not very good job security because literally in one session, I mean, they're done, that, that's it, you know, um, and I think that it's, it's just really beautiful to watch. Um, so yes, I do. I love working with kids. It seems like things just roll off them so quickly and, and then it doesn't snowball to something bigger later in life. And, um, yeah, yeah. 
like maintenance, right? And so I have my child half the time and half the time he's at his father's house. And so, you know, I'll tell him, you know, even if you're just tapping on that heart spot or tapping on your forehead, you know, you're, you're getting a little bit of movement. So if you feel the stress when you're at the other house, like, you know, take care of yourself. So it's like equipping him with a skill that's pretty easy to, um, you know, have a self empowerment as he moves along. Yes. I'm so, that's so wonderful. You're doing that. Yeah. I, another, um, thing I tell parents, this is a great thing to do if they're younger, you know, at at 11 year old, they can actually follow the points and things, but if you have little ones, um, and let's say you are, well, really any age, this is great when you're putting them to bed and you know, you kind of talk about the school day. I hear a lot of parents say, that's when kind of all the anxiety comes out because mm-hmm. they're telling the parent, oh, today on the playground, you know, this happened or this kid was mean to me in class and, and everything kind of comes pouring out mm-hmm. exactly when they're supposed to be settling down for sleep. Mm-hmm. And so if, if they're too little to really follow the points, a mom or, or dad can tap on the child. Mm, that's such a great idea. Child, yeah. And the child can just tell the story. So even yes. if you don't have a script, you just tap while the kid's telling you, God, this kid was mean to me today, like blah, blah, blah. And, and so it's as easy as that. They can just mm. tell the story. It's actually called tell the story technique. They can just mm. tell the story and really get that out. Cause kids are, I mean, I know they're not in school right now because of everything, but school can be really rough. Right. Oh yeah. And yeah. a lot of things can happen that, that can feel traumatic. And if they have that opportunity to just speak the story and while the parent is tapping on them. And if they are old enough, they can obviously tap on themselves. And it's really a way to like discharge that stress before they go to bed. I love that. Yeah. My son Rowan, he always says, mom, when I lay down, my worries come up and he says, worries. This is a very specific (laughs) way of saying it. So we work, we work with the worries at the end of the night. Um, So you know, that's an awesome overview. And I totally hope people, um, you know, just embrace this technique and, and look at your website and contact you. And so I want to go a little bit deeper because this, this podcast is for modern women waking up to the truth of who they are. And your business is called Tapping for Truth. So I kind of wanted to go into this concept of truth and the truth of who we are and um, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the inception of that name, like tapping for truth and what that means to you. Oh yeah. I'd love to. Um, well, you know, I got the name. I, I also practice a, a yoga called Kundalini yoga. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you familiar with it? Yes. Oh, great. So I, um, I practice that yoga and they talk a lot about truth. There's a phrase they say, Satnam, like your, your truth is your identity. Mm-hmm. And I just was thinking about that and just, as I did this work, I, you know, I was a client uh, for many years um, with an EFT practitioner before I became certified and just how I just felt like it was peeling back the layers of, yeah. of things that were not me, you know, things that I thought were me, but they, they really weren't. Um, and really just uncovering my real identity. Yeah. Um, and that I think we all are when we're born, we're all, our, our, our true selves. Right. And I think just over the years, sometimes it gets covered up our, our essence, I guess I would say our essence. And so, um, 
I just loved the work so much as a client, just, um, I think just really realizing who I was, my, my own identity. So that's where the, the truth comes in. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Oh, it makes all the sense to me. Yeah. Because I think that the truth is on the inside, you know, we're, we're talking about like the core truth. And I hear you say pulling back the layers or peeling back the layers. It's like the, the traumas, the things that happen, the belief systems, the parenting beliefs, the every, the societal expectations, they come in and they cover up the true essence of who we are. And so a lot of the sacred remembering is to, how do you find that core essence and really align to that truth and let those outer layers peel away and just and and not live in accordance with those anymore um because i think a lot of people too are like what do you mean by truth sarah what do you what do you when you talk about personal truth like what are you saying and i think um you know it's that I, i love the word essence as well it's that core of who you are, the soul that you came in as and the, the things that, you know, the things that feel good to feel. And so, um, yeah, I just love that, that visual of peeling back the layers. It is. It's funny. A lot of clients will even say that before I do. They'll say like, well, I feel like you're peeling back things and we're getting to the root and it's, it really is. It really is. Yeah. Um, I was going to say one more thing. What was it now? Oh, one of the, one of the facets of, of EFT, um, it's a technique we use, you know, it's called emotional freedom techniques with an S. So we, a couple different things, but one is, um, I just love the name sacred remembering because it just triggered me to recall this um, technique we use. So when a lot of things that happen to us, I mean, it can happen at any age, but many, many, many other things and, and beliefs that we adopt happen from birth to age seven. So there can even be, I've worked with people, um, on, on memories from when they were so little. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, some of these beliefs that came into play that, that really don't serve us, um, were kind of imprinted during that time, birth to seven. Yeah. So many times when we're doing EFT, because the body is, you know, getting into more of a relaxed state, a memory will come up. And a lot of times the people, I'd say most often, they didn't even realize they'd forgotten this. They, they didn't even mm-hmm. recall that this thing happened when they were seven. And, and it's, you know, we, so we actually go back. Um, and I talk about this. It's on my website for more information, but it's called Matrix Reimprinting. Mm, yes, I wanted to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we actually go back and heal the memory. You know, we're not erasing what happened but we're taking away the, the negative charge, the emotional charge around it. Um, and I think people, you know, they hear the word trauma and they think, oh, you mean like some horrible thing, you know, some, you know, and sometimes it is abuse or, 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 or some kind, you know, physical abuse, emotional abuse. Other times it can be something as little as, like I just had a client who got left home alone once um, by her mom when her mom ran to the store. And she was terrified and actually had you know a lasting effect on her where she always felt alone in life i mean it's mm-hmm. like sometimes it's we takes. can mm-hmm. reprint these really little things that um don't seem like much that can be you know quickly cleared through just some some work 
And it's really, really amazing. But um, I did want to, I did want to mention that, that we do work on memories that, that sometimes people don't even realize um, they have until you kind of relax the body enough. Yeah. And I really want to normalize that this happens in a healing journey. This happens over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So I would say early on my walk of sacred remembering, I wanted to know all the stories. I wanted to know why my body felt the way it felt. I wanted to know like what those trauma memories were. And the more I learned about healing the trauma and how the body stores the trauma and how the, the mind often doesn't even have a memory to go with it because it's blocked or something like that. Right, right. Um, you know, it really... It's all. It's almost never ending. Like you, f- you can feel good in between. I really advocate for feeling good in between. Yeah, but like there's always going to be another layer. You know, I think especially in the modern world where we have so many influences on our lives. So I just, I always love to normalize the self work um, for anyone, for listeners, for you know. There's nothing wrong with you to have an emotional block do some EFT, discover a memory, clear it, do it again the next week or the next day or later that afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just, there's oh, always something yeah. to work on. There is, there is. I think, um, I mean, one, one, I would say one unique thing to EFT work is, and this matrix reimprinting of, of going back and looking at a memory. It, if you do it right, you really, that should heal that memory. You shouldn't have to go work on that again. Mm-hmm. The idea is that, you did heal that. Now there might be other memories, right? The layer underneath. Yeah. Yes. But, but really the goal is that once you address that, that, that if it's done carefully and thoroughly, that that should be cleared for you. Um, which is nice, but, but yeah, you're right. There could be other things around it, but one thing we teach people and I, and I tell my clients is that if you go to the earlier memory, so something that happened birth to seven, it can usually heal then things that happened after that. Mm. There's, there's a kind of a, well, I wouldn't call it a joke really, but a little catchphrase. We say the first and the worst. So when you go back to a really early memory, oftentimes it will clear things that maybe came after that along the same theme, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether that theme was, I'm always alone. I'm always abandoned. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'm not loved. I mean, you'd be surprised. There's, so many people walking around just saying, I, I'm unlovable, you know, and throughout their life, they have, let's say a handful of memories that confirmed that belief. Um, with EFT, if we go to the earliest memory and try, you know, mm-hmm. where that was formed, you're hoping that, and usually it works that it kind of carries up the timeline then and kind of clears the things that, that came after that. So that's kind of the idea of going back to these earlier memories. So it kind of can clear things that, that, that followed. Does that make sense? It does. And it really explains the matrix re-imprinting terminology. Yeah. 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 So I, I love that. Like the, 
the belief system itself is absolutely malleable. It can absolutely change and upgrade so that even something that you've believed your whole life, like I'm not lovable, which is a very, very deep, you know, and and upsetting belief that can re-imprint and you don't have to live the rest of your life with that with that traumatic belief system, um, which I would say we must do. I mean, that's part of the sacred remembering path or the truth path is, I mean, that's, that's the work right there. So, um, just a few more questions and I want to hear a little bit more about your journey. So you were a, a speech pathologist, Yes. Correct. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm just wondering, you know, you as a woman and a woman on a journey of um, coming to find this modality that really served you, um, you know, is there anything, any personal story that you can share with us that this really helped you with? What was that like to discover it? And yeah. um, I would imagine that it changed your life and, and then it you do did. it for other people. Yeah, it did. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've used EFT on so many things, but what, what drew me to it initially, um, I was, I'd gone through a really bad breakup with someone I was very much in love with. <clears throat> and I just really, it really rocked my world. And I proceeded to, I don't, I didn't, you know, date for a couple of years. Um, I was definitely depressed and really um, just couldn't quite get over that. And so a friend of mine recommended this kind of healer woman that I went to go see, you know, like we all do, right? Okay, this person's Mm going to help me. (laughs) And this woman actually said to me, "Um, I can't help you. You're too blocked. So I thought, oh gosh, this is it, right? There's no hope for me. But she said, (laughs) no, I want you to call this woman um, who does this thing called EFT. I think she'd really help you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, I was, of course, devastated that this woman said she couldn't help me. But I went up and I called this woman um, who does emotional freedom techniques. um, And we had a session. And in that first session, it was unbelievable. I mean, I just completely let go of this. Um, we, we, we worked together just to kind of take down the emotion initially because I was pretty emotional about it still, even though it had been like two years. Yeah, it gets and, stuck. Um, she, what we uncovered was interesting. I didn't realize that I first had this pattern in relationships. And through, I believe, probably just two or three sessions, um, I realized that I had this pattern of people abandoning me mm-hmm. of abandonment. And I thought I had no idea, but when I looked at these relationships, they were three in a row and they were identical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized, and it's, I point this out. I, I like to share this because, you know, I had wonderful parents and who love me very much. Um, I feel you know lucky in many ways, but my mom lost her mom when I was about five and she checked out for about a year. I mean, she was caring for us, but I don't think she was really present. Um, she acknowledges that now mm-hmm. that she was just really not even able to, she could barely functioning. And, you know, we were, I think all experienced, 
even though we were being, you know, clothed and fed and waved a a feeling of abandonment. And I think it affected, you know, it affects every child differently. But for me, um, I then went into my life and repeatedly experienced abandonment in my relationships. Because it's almost like looking for resolution. Exactly. So your subconscious mind is seeking resolution for a problem, right? Mine was abandonment. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, and so I kept fulfilling this prophecy where I would choose men. I mean, who, and I'm not kidding. It was like night and day. They'd wake up, things would be great. The next morning they would be gone. And it was Mm. just absolutely uncanny. Mm -hmm. Well, I did this work with her and just, we went back and healed this memory and you never experienced anything like that again. Um, and just, and from that time forward, I worked with her on a lot of different other things in my life, of course. But that was the one, the first thing I worked on in such a quick result for really years of a pattern that I'd been carrying that I didn't, I really didn't even have a conscious awareness of. So profound. Yeah. yeah. And you could have gone to talk therapy about that until you're like blue in the face and it's still, it's not going to have that kind of result. I mean, you might understand it. Yeah. But it's not going to actually clear it from that subconscious system. That's looking for the true resolution. Right. And I I had tried that actually. I tried talking to some counselors and things and just didn't really have any, any results. And sometimes I, I, I talk about it now when people ask me, you know, how I found EFT and I used to feel kind of, you know, silly talking about, oh, it was from a relationship and, you know, this abandonment thing that for when my mom, you know, mm-hmm. kind of checked out. But that's why I like to highlight trauma can be, they call it little T trauma and big T trauma. Little T, t-, t trauma can be, can feel profound as well, even though it's just, you know, my mom was not abusing me in any way or, but, but there was this, abandonment that I internalized. And so I think I always tell people, cause they'll kind of downplay, well, I wasn't, you know, my trauma's not that bad or, you know, it's like, no, it, it, it has an effect on you no matter how big or small you think it, it, it's important to address. Yes. And if it's covering your truth, I mean, back to that concept of truth, if it's covering your truth, it's worth working on. You know, you don't have to compare it to someone else's um, blocks or anything like that. I mean, the whole name of the game is walking home to who you are. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And just becoming aware of what even, what even happened to cause that block. You know, it's sometimes that I think that we walk around and we don't even have a memory or an awareness of things that happened in our childhood. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I love this conversation. Thank you so much for being here. And you and I are going to go live the week after this airs. We're going to go live in the Sacred Remembering Facebook group. So anybody can join that. It's totally free. We have conversations around this podcast and um, we're going to go live in a video so that folks can see the tapping sequence. So we'll do a, a script and you can show us how it's done. Yeah, definitely. We can do a couple different themes. Um, 
some general things that everybody kind of is dealing with right now in the world. <laughs> so, oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, very supportive. Amazing. Well, Amy, thank you so much for being here. And um, please share with listeners where they can find you on the web. Oh, definitely. And um, my website is called Tapping for Truth. So um, that's easy to find me there. And then on Instagram, it's the same name at Tapping for Truth. Well, thank you so so much for being here and sharing your passion and your story and uh, really breaking this down for us in a way that um, we can really understand. And it's really inviting the way you've presented it as well. So I really hope a lot of people come find you and um, take up tapping. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, thank you so much. I just, I love it so much. I'm happy to share it with Uh, your listeners. So thank you for having me. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you, Amy, for being here and for your energy and your story and your talents. Um, Amy and I will be live in the Sacred Remembering Facebook group. Um, So you just go to Facebook's uh, slash groups slash sacred remembering and you find us and we'll be live the week after this interview goes live or you can find it in the archives there and Amy is going to show us a tapping sequence and we can tap along and she will be bringing some timely empowerment for all of the women watching so I look forward to seeing you there have a great day this is sarah poet of embodied breath and thank you so much for listening to today's episode i'm curious what was your biggest takeaway remember that you are not alone on the sacred path and women are rising now together you can visit my website sarahpoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.